Hey guys, it's Odie. It's time to talk about Berserk. Uh, in this one, I'm going to be talking about the Golden Arc. And the Golden Arc, I think, takes place as a prequel to the actual Berserk story proper. I'm watching this as a combination of the movie and the TV show. Somebody edited together the movies, uh, these like CG movies that they recently did, I think in 2007-ish, and the 1997 uh, TV show. They like fused them together. To, to like make a more cohesive story and I don't know I like it a lot I like this combination it's a little jarring to go from CG to like 90s anime back and forth like that but I, I think it tells the most complete version of the golden arc that we're gonna get so good job uh to the dude that made that combination I'll think I'll, I'll put a link to it down in the thing so you guys can also watch along and hell, I'll put a link to the next episode the next one so that when I'm talking about it next time you guys can like have would have seen it already Guts is a mercenary he has a big ass sword and you first you first run into him defeating this one dude who looks like the Onion Knight from uh, Dark Souls. It's like, oh, this guy's like, I'm unkillable. Guts kills him immediately. Like, that's that's usually what happens. The main character shows he's badass, right? And for doing that, he gets some extra coinage, and he leaves. He doesn't really stick around with any army. He's a merc. On his way to, well, I don't know where he was going, but he was leaving that particular conflict. He got jumped on the road by some highwaymen, because, of course, it's not highwaymen. It's actually another army of mercs who happen to be in the same place watching him fight the Onion Knight. You think watching that dude fight the other dude which kind of scare them off and make them go, nah, I'm not, we're not going to fight this fucking dude. No, it makes them want to fight him. Like, you know, that whole, oh, he beat that guy. I bet I could beat him. And if I beat the guy that beat that guy, I'm the best guy. You know, they get into trouble because Guts is a badass. Guts ends up defeating the shit out of all of them. They send Casca down and Guts like knocks her helmet off and finds out she's a woman. And he's like, well, she's a girl. It doesn't stop Guts from like trying to fight her. It doesn't stop her from trying to fight him. It ends with, like, Griffith showing up and actually winning the day because Guts is actually a fucking beast. Griffith is, like, the least threatening-looking dude in the world. He's this, like, wafy fucking dude, and he just shows up. He's like, hi, every pony. Griffith is, like, the prettiest fucking dude in this whole show because everybody else is, like, these hardened, rough-ass warriors that just look... Griffith is just a pretty boy. And it's like, how are you on the battlefield? What conditioner do you use out here? What is your skincare routine out in the trenches? You look fantastic. He stabs Guts and that's enough to start him bleeding out. So to keep him warm for three days while he's unconscious, he sends his right-hand woman, Casca, to lay with him to, to keep him warm. And also, she gotta do it, you gotta do it naked if you wanna keep him warm. She's like, fucking really? Yeah. And so she does it because whatever Griffith says, she does. If Griffith says jump, she's gone. Her ass is in a stratosphere. She's antagonistic toward him right away. And it's like, wouldn't you be like, you're forced to lay with this random fucking dude you just met so he doesn't die, I guess. It's like, who gives a fuck if he lives or dies? Fuck this guy. It's how I would think of it as Casca. This is why representation is important. Because like, I like go, man, I like Casca a lot because Casca looks like me. I think I could be a pretty dead ringer for a Casca in a cosplay. But the only problem with cosplay and Casca is I'd have to get a suit of armor. And it's like, I don't feel like fucking making a suit of armor out of foam or whatever. I don't have time for that shit. And Casca and her, like, not armor, you nobody would be able to tell who I was. They'd be like, so are you from Sword Art Online? And I, then I'd have to fight someone. I'm not gonna go down that route. Trying to cosplay casual Casca is a fight. Even if she didn't look like me, I think I could relate to her. Just because, like, you know, she's the tomboy hanging out with all the dudes. And she has the hots for the pretty boy that's never gonna look at her that way. I don't know. I think I would have the hots for Guts. This show, definitely, I would say it's a love triangle. Like... You know, they both love Griffith, but I think it's like a love pyramid because it looks like all three of them are in love with each other. 
And that doesn't happen right away. Like, it looks like it starts out as a love line segment. Griffith is the point in the middle. Cox is the point on the other side of the line segment. And the, the other side of the li- line segment is Guts. Gosca loves Griffith, who loves Guts. But it gets more complicated as the show goes on. Like, Guts's bromance seems to gr- blossom into something more. Like, Guts and Griffith are like yin and yang. Griffith is like this pretty boy with this... I can't call it a rapier, what he has. But it's a, it's like, it's not a fencing sword. It's a very thin sword. Maybe, I, I don't know, maybe it's a rapier. Guts has a, he has a bastard sword. The dragon slayer, they call it. Because I guess it can lop off dragon heads. I think this is one of those swords that's built just for cutting off horse heads. It's fucking huge. One of the things that I love, and I noticed it, is that Guts's sword, the way he puts it away, he doesn't sheath his sword normally. He has a strap that holds the sword tip to his back that's attached to his shoulder guard. So he's not trying to unsheath this big ass sword by drawing it from a scabbard on his back. That would be kind of impossible. Try it. Like if you don't think it's not hard, try to do that right now with I don't know, like take an umbrella and put it on your back and try to take and try to pull it straight. It ain't going to go straight. You'd have a hard time trying to get that shit off your back and on your back. So I love Guts's like solutions to that, which is I have a strap that holds the sword on, not necessarily a scabbard because yeah, this sword wouldn't go in and come out of that thing very easily. And also it's too long for him to wear at his waist. So that's not a solution. If you're just going to tell Guts, oh, put that shit on your waist, dummy, then you'd be able to draw it. It's too big. He'd be dragging that shit on the ground everywhere. So this is a good solution to this problem. Also, Guts's armor at this point consists of just like a helmet, a shoulder pad, some pants, that's it. And his helmet's not even that great. It's like a, it's kind of like a, I would say a fencing cage, but it's not even that protective. It's like a big beam across his face with a couple other beams. He is the most ragtag motherfucker. Eventually, he gets better armor as time goes on. But at, at the beginning, it's very much like an RPG. Like, the dude starts off with the basic armor set. He's only making, like, seven gold, seven silver for defeating goddamn the undefeatable motherfucker at the beginning of the, of the episode. He's not going to be able to afford any full-plate armor anytime soon. But Guts' big-ass sword is not just for show. He knows how to use it. Unfortunately, it's no match for Griffith, who pretty much tells him, yo, I want you. And then I started sweating profusely he's like i want you to join my army and i was like oh okay he keeps talking to guts like this and it's like uh griffith i only have so much sweat in my body can we can we move on please i almost never talk about the music in these so i'm gonna mention like guts's theme is really like pretty considering guts is guts it's very floaty and whimsical and there's like some lyricism going on that i don't think it's just words just the guy kind of humming it's really nice if you want to hear that song Nakey Jakey of uh, YouTube sitting on a yoga ball fame made a music video. The song has Guts' theme mixed into it. But I forgot to mention how nice the music is. Guts is always kind of staring off into nothing and kind of contemplating his own bullshit and brooding as it were. And this music's a nice accompaniment to it. Griffith is like, look, I want you to draw my army. And Guts is like, no, you fucking stabbed me. What the fuck? And your boys jumped me on the road. Are you stupid? You know what? I'll talk your language. I'll fight you in order to get possession of you. And it's like, slavery's over, but okay. They have this duel. But Griffith wins, like, handily by just jumping on his sword like an asshole and then dislocating his arm. Guts gets a couple good shots on him, but Griffith is a badass, even though he doesn't look like it. And I think that's Griffith's greatest strength, is that he looks like such a fucking weak and flimsy and easily defeatable that, and then when he beats your ass, it's like, oh shit. And then you feel like shit, right? Because he just beat your ass. The prettiest motherfucker on the battlefield who spends more time on to getting his fucking contour right just beat the shit out of you 
And what are you going to do about it? The time you spent mastering the smoky eye, I spent mastering the blade. And he's like, yeah, no, I did that too. I can multitask. Of course, Casca gets jealous about this. She's like, oh, that's not fair. He never, you know, was so excited about me when Guts was sleeping with Casca. We see Guts have a nightmare about being a child. He apparently stabbed his uh, caretaker, I would call him. (laughs) And Guts' youth was a bad time for him. He was found on a battlefield. Head mercenary's wife that found him in the body of a corpse. And was like, oh no, he's a baby. I want to take care of him. And they're like, no, he's bad luck. That's a corpse baby. You don't just bring corpse babies back to camp. She's like, no, but I love him. So whatever. They said that Guts brought them bad luck ever since. He gets older and the guy who runs the place only didn't kill Guts because his fucking wife liked him so much. But he blamed him for his wife's death. They got into it. He stabs the guy accidentally. He stabs the guy in self-defense and then runs away. Also, like, I think when Guts was young, he was like sexually assaulted. But I don't think you get to know about that this early in the story. But just like, damn, Guts had a shit life. man his upbringing was ass he was he was born on the battlefield he was like a child soldier from like the day he could hold the sword probably which was probably like three years old (laughs) they're like all right here you go it it seemed like a nice environment question mark when you see the at the beginning where he's like oh you did a good job out there in the battlefield today guts this is not the environment to raise a child there's also at the camp the griffith's camp there's a kid there too and i'm sure guts sees that he sees himself in that kid but here, it's actually, even though it's not an environment to raise a child, this kid is, you know, treated with respect and kindness, unlike Guts was. Also, this camp is a lot bigger than I remember it being. I thought, you just see the inner circle of the Band of the Hawk, but it's actually a group, a lot, a huge group of mercenaries. You just find out who the important people are real quick, though. It takes a little while, but Guts starts to eventually fit in with the Band of the Hawk. They have some fights together. Guts is helping them fucking win a lot. Just because he's smashing everything in his way. Not really in the way of strategy. Like, Gu- Griffith is like, okay, here's the strategy. And Guts is like, sorry, I can't hear you. I'm, like, blade deep in this guy. And Griffith's like, sure, whatever. I mean, if we win, then I don't I don't care. Do, do you, I guess. Anyway, here's the strategy. Oh, shit, Guts fucked it up again. Okay, that's fine. I mean, we won. Guts plays along with his strategies of, like, let's attack him from the rear. We see some really cool, um, like, military strategy in this, in a few of these episodes, which is nice. Or rather, in this movie, because I watched it as a big movie. But originally... Originally, I watched this show, TV show, and then I watched this movie as it came when it came out because it felt like a summary of the things. I am a sucker for like animes that get remade in a big movie form so that it's easier to show my husband or my little sister. You know, you, there's only so much time we have on planet Earth. We don't have all day to sit around rewatching, you know, 700 episodes of Naruto. Even though, <sighs> shortly, I will be going back to doing that. <laughs> I really wish there was like a Naruto Kai or like, you know, something like that that I can watch. Get all the filler out of here and just give me the basic nitty gritty that I need for Naruto. Um, My original viewing of Naruto stopped after they got Sasuke's ass back from the terrorist organization. So I'm really interested in seeing that stuff because people still love that show. It's a long show. So I'm a sucker for these kind of like bite-sized movie chunks that are easily digestible. You do miss and lose a couple things, though, which I'm glad this the combo movie thing, movie TV show thing exists. Guts and Griffith become close friends, and they even have a naked water fight, which is really cute. Uh, By any naked water fight, Griffith is naked. He's, like, bathing in a well. That's the perfect place to do it, Griffith, you nasty ass. He has a bucket full of water and him and Guts just kind of start splashing each other. You know, like bros. Bros splash each other with water naked all the time. Uh, and then he sits with him while he's naked. Bros do that shit too, all the time, constantly. Because Guts notices that Griffith is naked except for this weird-ass necklace that ha- it looks like an egg with a bunch of fucking fa- eyes and shit all over it. And he's like, that's fucked up. And he's like, oh, this? This is the egg of the king. I got this from a mystic woman who just said that I needed it, that I had to have it. 
Uh, in the movie, we get a cool flashback of this scene, actually. So I do believe also the voice actors are the same in the, both the movies and the TV show, which make it flow so much easier when they go back and forth between the versions. Also, Griffith is prettier in this. And then when we see Griffith, I think, there was a meme like about Griffith becoming so pretty, he's just going to become a Moe girl at some point. Each time they tell the story of Berserk, and I think they're on time three right now, Griffith becomes more and more of a Bishonen. Which is like, how does he become more of a Bishonen from the 1997 version? It, it happens, trust me, trust me, it just does. Griffith becomes a noble. He kicks so much ass that like he's contracted by the king, makes him a count. Like, oh shit, you're so good at this ass kicking thing. Do you want to do that for me full time? Because we're actually in the middle of a war. I know it's always conflicts and shit happening. Feudalism's gonna feudal. Definitely would like to hire you on full-time as a full-time employee. He went from temp to full-time. Good job, uh, Griffith. Living the dream. His troops get, like, real armor and rank. I mean, and Guts gets to wear a special badge. Just, I'm Griffith's special boy on it with feathers and shit. It's cute. Court, though, doesn't like this idea. Like, ugh, regular peasants becoming part of nobility because they're good at fighting? Ugh, I never. Ugh. And you see a lot of plotting in Game of Thrones style walks and gardens of betrayal you know you get that stuff there's gonna be a grand hunt you know how royalty likes their grand hunts right speaking of game of thrones like robert and his boar hunting at the grand hunt the princess is gonna be there and we're gonna shoot that motherfucker with a poison arrow and he's gonna go down and we don't gotta worry about him no more griffith is actually macking on the princess not supposed to be he's just a count and they're probably hoping to marry the princess off to another kingdom so that they can make peace with that kingdom you know typical kingdom shit but he's macking on this chick hard he even goes hey you know how we call Call elk. We can call elk by blowing on a leaf. And that was enough. She was fucking smitten. She saw him put that. And the thing is also, like, he puts the leaf between his two fingers and he blows on it. She probably sees that and goes, oh, shit. Oh, damn. And I mean, look at him. She looked at him and she was like, god damn. And then he started blowing on leaves between his fingers and she's like, lord? And Guts is like, I know, right? And Casca's like, I know, right? From, like, a distance. Like, Casca. Casca's so far removed from Guts Griffith's life at this point that she has to scream, I know, right, from like 10 blocks away. I feel really bad for Casca because there's obviously feelings there, but Griffith is just like, look, I got my own shit I gotta handle. That couple times we spent together probably, because I'm sure it happened, didn't mean as much to me as it meant to you, I don't know. And yeah, Casca's jealousy about Guts still rages, but she does show that she cares about him. He gets hurt a lot and she worries about him in the middle of this out of nowhere they kind of break up the monotony of random court life and fighting nameless armies to a demon shows up like what the fuck in the middle smack dab in the middle of this a demon happens it, this this dude it just looks like akuma in some ruins because they were like oh let's go pillage these ruins there's probably treasure in there and what happens when you go and pillage ruins Anybody? Anybody play Dungeons and Dragons? Yes, you. A random encounter. Yes, that's exactly what happens. And the dude is cleaving Griffith's army left and right. And Guts is like, shit, I gotta go in there and handle this because he's gonna fucking decimate our army. Uh, he go Guts goes in there and he gets into a fight with this guy and he's beating his ass. In the manga and in the new version, this demon is naked. In the older version, he's wearing pants, at least. So there's that. They do a good job of hiding his uh, information with shadows. I don't think anybody needs to be distracted by that right now. In the middle of this fight, while they fight for their lives while they're losing. It's a really big, bad fight, too. And Griffith, like, gets a boo-boo or two. And, like, Casca gets super fucking pissed. Like, oh, you're bullshit in this goddamn dungeon. Almost, almost killed Griffith, you bitch. Also, the demon gets a look at the fact that Griffith's wearing the Eye of the King. Freaks out and goes, ha, motherfucker. Hey, Guts, here's a prophecy. Shit's gonna end badly. And then the dude turns into a full-fledged demon, grows horns out of his head, like the fucking, like, in Legend, you know? And then wings, and he just flies away. And it was like, well, that's one way to end a random encounter, I guess. But that means we don't get his loot. Oh, well. Just go back out and the show continues as normal. You're just gonna tell me that there are demons in this world and then just hand-wave that shit away? Like, it, trust me, it comes back up. While they're at the hunt... 
These motherfuckers try to shoot Griffith in the chest with a poison arrow. Because they get him into the woods because they spook the princess's horse. And of course Griffith goes after her. Uh, and rescues her from the wild horse. He gets shot with the poison arrow. And it's fine because the egg of the king necklace protected him. The arrow just kind of hit the egg of the king. So he's fine. He's okay. Everything's cool. But Griffith's like, what the fuck, yo? He invites Guts to his room one night. Because of course he does. And of course Guts goes up there eagerly, you know? <laughs> like, you wanted me in your room alone at night? And he's like, yeah, I want you to carry out an assassination. And then Guts is like, um, you know I'm like seven feet tall. And my sword is like bigger than you, right? Yeah, yeah. I want you to assassinate someone. That's a terrible idea, dude. Casca is shorter than me, more slender. She can get in and out of those cracks easy. I don't, mm, this looks like a bad look. And he's like, but you're my most efficient killer, Guts. Go do it. Go kill, just go kill the motherfucker that looks like Triple H that put the hit out on me. So Guts goes to do that. The guy, the Triple H guy is training his son and who he's like, oh, you're going to marry the princess one day, which is your cousin. Because that's how things work, you know. And also the princess is like 10 years older than he is, she looks like at least. But you're going to marry her and like, you're going to become the next king. So you got to learn how to fight. You got to be a badass. And this kid doesn't want nothing to do with this right now. His dad like overtrains him, you know, like day and night training for this kid. And Guts is kind of watching and kind of feels bad for this kid. Like he's not cut out for this. And he's being forced to do it. And Guts is like, man, I kind of relate to this kid. Anyway, I gotta kill his dad. Sneaks in while the dad is alone. Fights him a bit. Kills him. The son sees what's going on. So Guts, in his berserker state, stabs the son. And then realizes what he did and is horrified at himself. And like, oh my god, I wasn't supposed to kill this kid who's the fucking future of the country, gonna probably marry the princess. This is a bad time. So Guts escapes, barely. He's wearing a hood because then nobody will recognize the seven-foot motherfucker. He goes and hides in the sewers for a bit. Uh, he meets back up with Costco, who's like, Guts, what the fuck happened, dude? And he's like, Where, where's Griffith? I'm gonna help you a little bit with your wounds and shit. But Griffith, I'll, he's over here hanging out with the princess. So Griffith goes to the fountain where Griff, Guts is hanging out with the princess because, you know... He needs to tell him what happened. Guts ends up, like, walking up the stairs, and he overhears Griffith talking about how, like... Uh, he overhears Griffith talking shit, essentially, saying, like, my men are just my men, you know? I'm my own fucking boss and all this other shit. And he's pretty much shit-talking his own military. And Guts is like, wait, I thought we were friends, dude. Like, I thought you respected me. And that's why you fucking contracted me to work for your shitty group. What the fuck, dude? Is this how you really feel? Alright, alright, cool. And Guts just walks away and the movie ends there. This reminds me a lot of Legend of Korra, where, like, the lieutenant tells Amon that, like, I devoted my life to you. Griffith's whole identity is tied up in being a member of the Hawks now. Like, he finally has some place where he could belong and fucking Griffith just ripped his heart out. It's just gonna suck some more in the next chunk of this. So, uh, I guess join me next week, I guess, for that. Thanks for listening.